Oh my gosh. She has done the unstoppable. Our locker room ladies. Two touchdowns. They're getting hot right now at the right time. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm Charlotte. I'm Maddie, and I'm here to remind you all, and to remind Charlotte, that she made a promise. She made a vow, if you will. Oh, no. Charlotte has been on the Matthew Stafford bandwagon from day one. She is a loyal Stafford fan, I will say. I, can, I, I, I she. We have the receipts. She's been saying it since day one, since our fantasy, mock fantasy draft episode. Charlotte has been saying, back Matthew Stafford. And I will eat my no, words. Even before, since the, the trade. Since this the trade, like, actually. You're right. You're right, Charlotte. So since like last January, she's been saying If I can find this. the clips. If I can find the clips, I'll insert them here. Speaking of another quarterback I'm not totally sold on, as I've said <laughs> multiple times, Matthew Stafford, he's going to L.A. in a trade between the Rams and the Lions. The Lions got Jared Goff and the Rams got Matt Stafford. That's interesting. So I think the Rams gave a lot on that trade. It definitely yes. seems like they're going all in on Matt Stafford. I think in the Matthew Stafford situation – he just didn't have what he needed in Detroit. Like he he's a high caliber athlete and he needed more superior weapons to be able to do his thing. And, and I, I think he's going to get that more in LA than he would have in Detroit. Would you guys take a, a should Matthew Stafford even be in the conversation? I think it's kind of a huge gamble because he's Matthew Stafford, but now he's got all these weapons. Do you think that this might be someone that you would want in the tier of the Justin Herberts and the Lamar Jacksons? I wouldn't go that early. But <laughs> I love. Hey, I like this is my fun team. I'm making a fun team. Give me you Matthew Stafford. No, no, that's fair. But ideally, he's like your second quarterback if you're going to carry two. I am standing behind my Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I, I I threw him on my list of stock up. I'm going to be honest. I'm absolutely. I'm all in on Matt Stafford this year. I'm not. So we'll get Yes, there. let's I have, go, Austin. I am on the uh, complete I opposite side of that in. coin. And that so, guy has been in De- in Detroit for has it been what, 10 years? I don't know, 11 years? And it's just been on miserable team after miserable team. And he is just lights it up. He, I mean, he's going to have Hall of Fame numbers at the end of his career just because it's always been a passing league. And you know? Yeah, when everybody has their – they just have one quarterback to start to get injured, they start to falter. I'm going to have my Matthew Stafford. And everyone's going to be whining. Right. So Charlotte's been saying this for over a year now. And I will I will eat my words. I was not on the Matthew Stafford train. I said I definitely thought that Detroit gave a lot more than they got. But I did not think that Stafford was the answer in the Rams. I, I, I have to admit, I didn't have a lot of faith in the Rams after they let us all down and lost to the Patriots in mm-hmm. that 13-3 Super Bowl just a few years ago. I'm still a little bit salty about it. But I was wrong. I'm happy to see it. Happy for Maddie Staffy. I mean, what an absolute screw you to, like – this whole team a little bit but Jared I mean Goff is like thing, punching the air right the now thing about him though is that he was content there I mean he was like mm-hmm. Detroit or die like I am ride or die for Detroit I'm gonna retire here he was a lifer so and he gave everything he had to that franchise and they could not climb out of the hole, out of that dark cloud that just surrounds that franchise for some reason. I'm so sorry to my Detroit so true. Lions listeners. I know, guys. We love my you. My Detroit fans. You know it. You know, it's, it's a tragedy. It's a true tragedy. But I, I, and I think that a lot of Detroit fans, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're a Detroit fan and you don't agree with this, please let us know. But I think some of them were pretty happy for Stafford and they were kind of, kind of how the whole Brady, when Brady they left, have, a lot yeah. of the fans jumped to Tampa. But there was no bad blood. He I don't, was, yeah, he right. Like, and it, but it wasn't his decision. He just got yes. traded. He didn't request it wasn't a trade. Like a, he didn't. Hey, Raj, I want to leave. Or like even a Deshaun Watson, I'm done. Yeah. Right, right. Like he didn't, he didn't cause any drama. So I respect the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. And then 
he went to LA and made some magic happen and got a Super Bowl. And I really, really could not be happier for the guy. And I couldn't be happier for that whole Rams team. Honestly, so well-deserved. So many guys that I was so happy to see get rings. It was just overall an amazing Super Bowl. But what I wanted to remind you all of was that Charlotte said a few weeks ago, if Matt Stafford wins the Super Bowl, she will buy a Matthew Stafford jersey. So, you guys, we have a donut, a donut, we have a donate button. I wish we had a donut button. We have a a fund our podcast button. So, if you would like to contribute to the fund Charlotte's Matthew Stafford shirt fund, uh, go at it. She would much appreciate it. I would much appreciate it. She is going to be wearing that all year, next year, all season as the true Giants fan (laughs) she is. She'll be repping the LA Rams every chance she gets. So... (laughs) Just had to remind you all of that, and we'll we'll all be expecting to see Charlotte's jersey come September. I also yeah. will remember. I also will point out Charlotte that I did tell you to get it before the Super Bowl. I think is inflation. The prices are going to jump a little bit now that he's just Super Bowl champion. Maddie, I'm looking. I think. I, I mean, if you know me, you know that I'm a short queen and uh, <laughs> I'm a little tiny. Oh, so get a I kids think- one. I think I can get a kids one because right now I just I googled Matthew Stafford jersey. Men's jerseys are selling for 140 bucks right now. Okay, get a kids one for sure, Charlotte. Charlotte yes. is a petite queen. Is that what I heard? Did, did I hear that you said I have a September deadline, so I don't have to do it right now? <laughs> do, do it when you when you feel, Charlotte. <laughs> do it when I um. Yeah, we'll do we'll do it after. We need know. to see this for we'll for it. the the game the season opener. Okay. I am expecting because don't the Rams play in the season opener because the Super Bowl winners don't they usually get the season opener? It's like Thursday night football. That would make sense. I think I, I think so. Either so you way, have, guys, it'll be we'll be ready. By we'll season be posting opener. it on our Instagram. Charlotte wearing her jerseys because <laughs> she is a woman of her word. Um, but yeah, actually, Charlotte, speaking it. of the kids, did I tell? Did I say this last week? Hmm. Life hack: if you are a woman and you wear a size nine or lower in your shoe size, just subtract two from your shoe size and buy kids shoes. No. Yes. I just did it for, I just did it for Nike sneakers and I got a kid's size six and I wear an eight normally and they fit like a glove. Really? And they they were literally half the price. Okay. Okay. I will say you're going to have a lot uh, fewer options than you would if you were getting women's because- I guess it's a trend now that kids' shoes don't have laces. Oh. But maybe. I personally Ooh, wanted weird, laces. Do kids know how to tie laces now? I, I don't know. A lot of them don't have laces. They're kind of like slip-ons with like are, elastics. My nieces are here. Girls, do you know how to tie shoes? No. They don't know how to tie shoes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Such I guess a resounding no. That was such a quick yeah. no. It was a no. It was a no. 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 So it's, it's fewer uh, – there are fewer – options but let me tell you it was half off of the other shoes I was looking at in women not too bad so, so that I mean be- I, I don't do it every time I buy shoes but for example I I actually got them to walk that half marathon that I did oh earlier this month I just needed a new pair of, of running shoes but you know guys I'm not really a runner so I didn't think uh, that I was She's gonna drop star. I didn't want to drop a lot of money on running shoes that I was only going to use for this one event I'm a hundred percent in on that. I am all in <laughs> on that. Idea. Thank you for sharing. But please, if you're listening, people who decide the prices of things, don't raise the children's prices. <laughs> things are getting so expensive these days. I'm scared. All right, well, Maddie. Speaking of, <laughs> do, let's let's before we go crazy on the shoe thing, let's talk about somebody who does her craft without shoes. She wears skates. Love it. I love it, Charlotte. <laughs> are those considered shoes? I feel like skates are kind of shoes. Okay, but they're not sneakers. Talk about expensive. <laughs> Someone just got a big hunk of gold. Oh, yes. Her name is Erin Jackson, and she is our Locker Room Lady of the Week. As you guys know, for Black History Month, we are celebrating Black athletes and Black women in sports who are doing an amazing Thing in their craft and Erin Jackson just became the epitome of amazing in her craft she just won gold uh, in her event speed skating it's a 500 meter speed skating race and she's the first black woman to win gold in the speed skating 
uh, race at the Winter Olympics. Funny she, thing about her, Maddie, is she's from Florida. I was just about to say that, Charlotte. We Okay, Charlotte, every single time we talk about the Panthers or the Tampa Bay Lightning, Charlotte says, I just think it's so funny that they have hockey <laughs> in Florida. Like, it's just so funny. And this is hilarious because she is the, like you said, the first black woman to win speed skating, uh, win the gold in speed skating at the Winter Olympics. And she's from Florida. I mean, ice skating rinks here. It's not what you think of. So it's hilarious that 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 ended up being her sport of choice. Um, I was a figure skater once, but I I wasn't very good. It was just fun. And I did one recital and then I I was like, all right, I'm done after this. I'm not going to the Olympics. (laughs) Well, maybe I would have. I should have kept it up. But it's so fun. I love it. And I did one time when I was at UM, I did go ice skating. Oh, really? At a rink in like... Kendall or something like I that. I mean, yeah, Miami Beach has it, an ice skating there. rink. They, they have them here. It's just it's just funny to me it's because when you funny. think of Florida, you think of maybe rowing or yeah, like summer Olympic sports, sailing, swimming, running, volleyball. <laughs> volleyball, yes. Shirts and skins. No, I don't think of speed skating, but Erin Jackson is defying all the odds. She also is the first American to win the event since 1994 and the first black American woman ever to win an Olympic speed skating medal. Bonnie Blair was the last American woman to win it um, at the Olympics. and She, she actually did it three times. times. Yeah, wow. Right, three Pete. So, I mean, maybe there are some big things coming for Erin. Maddie, what's interesting about her is that she actually didn't even qualify. She slipped on the ice. Oh, no she way. She had some kind of a, a fumble here I am talking football terms. <laughs> we'll get into that later, um, Charlotte. Yeah, we will. Uh, she actually, uh, she must have slipped or something and she wasn't, she didn't qualify. So her teammate, Brittany Bow relinquished her spot in the event and um, she was able to compete in the Olympics. I don't know how that works, but um, she was number one in the world in, by, by the International Skating Union. She won four of eight World Cup events this season and two podium finishes. And then she stumbles and falls and can't qualify for the Olympics. I think that's nuts. It's but, crazy. And that is one of the saddest things. Like the Olympic trials when these athletes get so, so close and they mess up on almost a rookie mistake it's just nerves I think that's what it comes down to I mean when you see the divers who belly flop it's just the most heartbreaking thing Mm -hmm. it really is and but I don't know again I'm not the IOC expert but I do know that she and Brittany Bow, who relinquished her spot in the event were both able to make it to the Olympics this year somehow so they were both able to go there together and they're actually from the same hometown in Florida so Florida funny Maybe that's the wow. ice skating capital of the world, and we never knew. <laughs> that is so funny. Wow. Well, good for her, our locker room lady of the week. And in other Olympic news, yes, Charlotte. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I feel that there's some controversy here, but I have a take on this, and I know you do too. So remember a while back, I mean, it's so funny because normally we have two years in between the winter and the summer Olympics, but it was, we were just talking about the summer Olympics a couple of months ago because yeah, we were. of this COVID world we live I in. I blinked. Yeah, I just and blinked. And we spoke about Shikari Richardson, who was unfortunately disqualified from competing. She, she tested positive for marijuana on a drug test and she was unable to compete as a runner in the summer olympics and we talked about it at the time it, it was so sad for her i mean she's been working so hard she said she chose to smoke marijuana to help to mourn the death of her mom which was just tragic so sad for her she worked so hard and she got so close awful um but the rules are the rules but now it's like are they because you have russian athlete Kamila valiva or Valieva, I don't know how you say it, but she, I don't know how she pronounces it, but she tested positive for another drug, a drug that actually impacts your performance, which in in my opinion, I don't think marijuana does anything to give an athlete an advantage, but the drug that Camila tested positive for in her drug test that she took on Christmas day was called, let me look up what this drug name is. 
trimetzidine. Trimetzidine? What is that, you ask? Or, so, Maddie sorry, trimet- has all the answers. Wait, trimetazidine. <laughs> I, I don't know how you say that either. But I don't know, heart, but I want to clip it, send so, it to Perry, and have him remix it. <laughs> so trimetazidine is actually a heart drug, and it's believed to be able to boost athletes' endurance and blood efficiency. So in other words, that can boost – your ability yeah. to compete, but THC does not, although they are both listed on the doping list of banned drugs kicker. for the Olympics. So that's the kicker. That's but the kicker. it's like looking at those two drugs, I think if you ask me or Charlotte, you'd say, oh, I mean, obviously don't let the one who <laughs> used the drug to make them a better athlete compete. But the marijuana, I mean, it's legal in a lot of U.S. states. So is, it, is there any really harm done? But... The bottom line is you set the precedent by not allowing an athlete who failed her drug test to compete, no matter what the drug is, she she broke a rule, she failed the drug test, she didn't get to compete. You have to stick with that precedent. You can't just let the rules enforce the rules for some people. And there were some articles saying that their cases are not actually as similar as they look on the surface based on the timing of the test and... Apparently, it was the U.S. anti-doping group that punished Shakari Richardson, and it, it was the Russian group that made the call on Camila. But I, I mean, a lot of nuances. I don't quite understand the depth of the situation. But bottom line is, I think that it should be the Olympic Committee as a whole, the top, the unbiased, full country board that's looking at every country. And if yeah. the rule is you can't do these drugs, anyone who does any drug should be disqualified. I don't think it should be this Period. gray area. It's not fair. Period. It's not fair. If it's I was Shakari Richardson, I would be so upset. I get it. I, I totally stand with her, and I, I would be upset too. I mean, she admitted what she did. She took the consequences, and she moved on. She had something to say about it, but and now it's it's being brought up again. If you did any of the things on the list and you tested positive for any of these drugs – Sorry. You know that was wrong. Granted, she's a minor, so there's a lot of different caveats right. so, to it. So Shakari Richardson was 21 at the time, and Camila is only 15. But I think, while it may not have been her fault, whoever gave her the drug, someone has to take accountability Someone's there. It, it sucks yeah. that she's 15 and that an adult in her life would give her a performance-enhancing drug. But at the bottom line is... It shouldn't just be like, oh, well, she doesn't know any better. She can still compete. If she's competing at an Olympic level and she's – and they're saying, oh, there's a chance that her medals could retroactively be stripped if she wins. It's just – I don't think it's fair to any of the other athletes that are out there competing. I mean, she's taking a competition spot away from an athlete that didn't test positive. It's true. One. That's true. And I love when you go back to that because I never think like that. You said that – Uh, back a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago now with the summer olympics if you can't call or if you don't want to be there or if you cannot be there you're taking the spot away from somebody who wants to be there and who worked really hard and who maybe just just didn't make it right so by her like how does the the girl who's i don't know i don't know how many athletes qualify for each country but how does the girl that's the one that the cutoff that just didn't make it she's Mm -hmm. the sixth one that didn't get to go who didn't test positive for performance enhancing drug feel knowing that her teammate who did is now potentially. And who knows, maybe this girl didn't even realize like, here, take these vitamins or I don't even know how this is. And I think that's, I think that's maybe why there's some leniency there, but I still think that if, if you're going to set the precedent that these drugs are not allowed, you have to enforce them. There's too many nuances. And I, I don't know. It's weird because the drug test that tested positive was taken on December 25th, but the results for whatever reason were not revealed until during the Olympics, which to me is like, they're almost cutting them slack because of the timing of it. But I would think that whoever was in charge of that drug test was doing something sketchy if they're not, if they're hiding it for a month. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? How long does yeah. it take to come back? It doesn't take a month. I don't know. I'm, I'm sketched out a little bit by this. I would think you know, it just seems weird. The whole thing seems weird. I don't know. Apparently there's a lot more nuances and it's, it's different based on the organizations that yeah. are in charge of making those decisions. But I, I don't know who's in charge of making the decisions for the punishments or the not punishments, but I do think that they need to have 
one entity that is in charge of the decision for all countries, not like the U.S. Doping Association or whatever. I don't know why. Or that's the U.S. Anti-Doping or whatever. It shouldn't be that. It should just be the Olympic no. Committee. You tested positive. You're out. Exactly. And, and apparently they're even done. looking now at removing cannabis as one of the banned doping drugs, which I mean, just would even hit harder. I would just, my heart goes out to Shakari Richardson. If, if I this, know that poor thing. Uh, it's, I, I hope she's able to qualify for the next summer Olympics. It's such a tragedy, but again, yeah. rules are rules. And if, if you're aware of them, you have to keep that in mind whenever you make your decisions. If you have a goal at, if you have a goal and you're working towards that, you have to put everything in order to move yourself forward towards that goal. And if, if you get in your own way, I mean, you have to accept the consequences. And she did mm-hmm. at the time. But now it's just, it, it, it does come back and it's a bad look. I think the Olympic Committee just needed to take a stance on this. And the fact that it's going down to so many different organizations and there's all these gray areas. It's just, I don't know, not a great look, I don't think. It's a weird look. All right, Maddie. Do you think it's time for a quick little commercial break before we get into the Super Bowl conversation? Although we had a little sneak peek in the beginning, a little sprinkle. It's mm-hmm. a little break time. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's collect our thoughts, Charlotte. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Okay, okay. And we're back. And we're back. Thank you for keeping it locked, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into NFL. Maddie, I know we have to touch on the fact that we are now considered psychics or just have watched the NFL season and knew what was going to come in all categories but one. Maddie, you watched it, though, and I was unable to watch it because I was at work. Obviously, I kept up. Dish it. Let's hear it, Maddie. Come on. Give me give me all guys, the NFL awards that have Honestly, honestly. I thought it was really well done. I've heard I've heard mixed opinions on the host. It was Keegan Michael Key. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Okay, I mean, Chef's okay. Kiss, hilarious. He did an opening monologue song, and it was so funny. Oh, he, it was like a whole like it a, was hilarious. Like a, oh my gosh, yeah, no, it, whole nine yards. And he's a Detroit Lions fan, which is even funnier because he made a couple jokes about that. Funny. He was like fangirling over Barry Sanders. It was super funny. I thought he did a great job. He really pissed off Travis Kelsey. <laughs> he made a comment about how he thought that Patrick Mahomes saw Joe Burrow's pre- pre-AFC championship outfit at halftime and then forgot how to play football after it. And uh, Travis Kelsey looked so pissed. They panned into it or they zoomed so into a little bit. The wound is fresh. Yeah, he looked pissed. <laughs> The wound is fresh. I but, do know that Katy Perry was there dressed as a football, and I think she's actually a – we've talked about her a bit in terms of football. Wait, I'm just genuinely confused. Is Ka- Katy Perry has some sort of deal with the NFL this year, and it is so bizarre. Must. It is I so bizarre. I love it, though. I love Again, it, as you guys know. Charlotte is a Katy cat. Katie I am um, a secret. I'm, I don't think it's closeted anymore, but I'm definitely a Katy cat. A Katy Perry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But through and through. I thought the show was great. I was laughing at the show. I was crying at the show. I have photos that I sent to Charlotte of me crying. crying. Because I said, I would literally probably explode if TJ Watt did not win Defensive Player of the Year, especially because they had JJ Watt. And she would explode if he did also. (laughs) Both. But, okay, so they had JJ Watt walk out with Katy Perry to announce Defensive Player of the Year, and you're kind of thinking, okay, he has to know because it would be super weird if he announced anyone else. Right. Um, but he did have to open up a card and say JJ. And it was special. It was so special. They had his brother announce it. Super special. TJ even said afterwards that if he would have announced Aaron Donald as Deep Boy, he probably would have been exiled from a few <laughs> Thanksgivings. <laughs> funny. But it was funny. And TJ said that he's not a super big public speaker. So having his brother on stage to give him a hug right before he had to give his acceptance speech helped. Oh, that's sweet. His sweet. beautiful fiance Danny was there. She was crying. Not a dry in the house for the Watt family, honestly. A little Watt pop. Or for the Brown had family. On yeah, or for me. Maddie's family. Um, not, yeah, I was sobbing. I, I, yeah, was just so special. So, so, so well deserved. I've only heard that he is the hardest working player in the room in 
at all times. Every coach, every player that's ever spoken on him has said how hard of a worker he is. And it's just so deserved. And he said he's even more motivated now. So I think Micah Parsons is going to be gunning for that D point next year. So yes. hopefully TJ just Get a channels that motivation and goes for round two. I think he he can definitely do it. He's definitely capable and he's shown that. I also cried Charlotte at the oh, Walter Payton Man of the Year announcement because my favorite awards as I said as I said last week I didn't know who it was gonna be I was obviously hoping it would be Cam Hayward because you know I was was open for (laughs) it have you heard the episode at all today but I will say I didn't know a whole lot about Andrew Whitworth's off the field charity work and the way that he gives back to his community and when he gave his speech he's a teddy bear he was so humble so down to earth so thankful but just didn't even really want to talk about the award just wanted to talk about the work that went into the award and what it meant for giving back to the community and doing all of the work that he does it it was so just touching I started crying and like I said I didn't hear he absolutely deserved it. the award. This guy's speech made me want to go sign up to volunteer. I'm not kidding. He he we literally just it. makes you want volunteer. to be a better person. Maddie, and- that one was kind of inspiring to me because as a as two people who have a podcast and a sort of platform, we should be doing using it for good more. We should do something and and some kind of a charity work. So if if anybody listening has a charity they love, and please let us know how we can get involved because we are. I mean, we're on different sides of the different different ends of the coast of the East right, Coast. Right, right. I mean, I'm trying you to know. Th- I mean, the last thing I did was the, the PTSD awareness walk a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, I just but... I feel like I haven't done much charity work, and I, I feel bad about but that. But yeah, maybe we'll take a page out of Andrew Whitworth's book and do something Spin to it. give back to our communities. I think that's a good – I think that that's, that's definitely really what he wanted people to take away from the speech. But what really yeah. touched me is when he mentioned that one of – the players that he used to one of the the young kids that he used to work with when he actually played for the Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. ended up making it to the NFL and saying I made it and it's because of you I, I was sobbing it was it was just so special oh, both of those awards tears. super special it was even more special yeah. to see Andrew Whitworth on the field at the Super Bowl Super Bowl ring beating the against team against his home yeah, against his yeah. former team it was so special very, uh, very, just very amazing weird. and then Charlotte all around the drama right so we (laughs) I mean you had Cooper Cup offensive player of the year Yakima boy congrats to him I mean Mm -hmm. he's just having like literally the most historic career season it's it's insane I don't think I think he might be the only player who's ever gotten the offensive triple crown the offensive yes. player of the year and Super Bowl MVP all in the same season. I think one other person did it yes. in his career, but Cooper Cup is the only one to do it all in one season, which is just it, so it special. Was Jerry Rice, he's okay, the only wide receiver. I actually pinned that to say it on. Um, it was from Adam Schefter. It was a tweet that ESPN posted, and he reposted to his Instagram. Jerry Rice is the only wide receiver in NFL history to do it. All of those things in his entire career, and Cooper Cup, like you did said, them all in one season. one season. And Joe Montana is the only other person to win Offensive Player of the Year and Super Bowl MVP. Ooh, in the same. Did you see in the same year? Did you see Joe Montana? Um, formally, formally Allow graduated. Joey Joe Cool. To have Joe cool. <laughs> yeah. Joe Cool. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. All right. But anyway, but, I mean, he's more in the same company as Cooper Cup this year after that performance. Yeah. But, I mean, we've said it before, Yakima boy. I mm-hmm. have a little bit of a soft spot for Cooper Cup whenever I watch the NFL. Super, super happy to see that, especially I lived in Yakima. He was definitely their hometown pride and joy up there. And it was just so special. I mean, he, he clearly is a hard worker. And I, it, it shows because, I mean, this guy had zero offers out of high school going to college. And he worked his ass off to get to where he is. And I think it's just a testament to talent is just such a small part. Hard work is so much more important, I think. I think you have to have a certain level of talent, but it really comes into the work ethic. You gotta work. You gotta work. You gotta put in the And TJ Watt and Cooper Cup are both perfect examples of that. Uh, So then we had 
Micah Parsons, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase, Offensive Rookie of the Year. We predicted all of this. Uh, I was I was texting Charlotte updates as she was at work. Oh, we're right again. We're right, we're right, we're right, we're right. Right. <laughs> prediction. Ding, 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 ding. And I'm like looking in between each other. Okay. Joe okay. Joe Burrow, uh, comeback player of the year. I think everyone saw that coming. Mike uh, Rabel, coach of the year. Random. Did not see that random. one coming. I mean, I don't. I don't it Who was did weird. We, guess? we guessed Zach Taylor. Oh, we did. But okay, the thing is, oh, speaking of NFL head coaches, have you seen Home Team on Netflix? No, not yet, but I really want to. Apparently, there's a girl in it who looks like me. I would, I need to go back and, and look now. Someone came up to me at work. Actually, two people came up to me at work, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, we were watching Home Team, and there's a girl in it who looks like you." That movie's actually adorable. Oh my gosh, and I, I have to didn't watch it. The guy, the son, his son. I cannot not remember. I can't remember the name, but he's our age he's like 23 24 25 now and so when this was all happening we were all like in eighth grade or something like that oh that's so cute kind of kind of cute i gotta watch it i gotta watch it the one prediction that we did not get right aside from the mike rabel one which i literally just said (laughs) the other prediction that we did not get right charlotte was the mvp award and you actually said it last week on the podcast you said that he was favored to win it that aaron Rodgers, who did win it was favored to win it but I, saw that. I was surprised I was by that because no, I was be thinking, oh, yeah, it has to be Tom. It but be. the other thing is the voting takes place before the playoffs. So they didn't take uh. into consideration that Tom was retiring. But still, that being said, I still think there's an argument for Zach Taylor yeah. over Mike Rabel. And I still think there's a strong argument for Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers. But I think there's a huge, tremendous argument for Tom Brady. But before I the mean, playoffs? we don't get a vote. We don't get a vote. We, we, do, we do not hold the red pen in this situation. But something I was thinking. Let's at first, it. I was thinking, what the heck? I thought it was going to be Tom Brady. And then my next thought was when they showed Aaron Rodgers, I was thinking, hmm, oh. last year when he won his MVP award, he broke a little bit of personal news. Mm. He announced what was that, that, what was that he, he was engaged. Oh, oh so yeah. none other than actress, <laughs> former Secret Life of the American Teenager star. <laughs> that's where former Big that's where, star. That's where we were all introduced to her back in middle school, elementary oh my God, school. I was terrified of back that show. in I was the like, day. Oh, what are they doing? I'm back in the, living room. the day, so many pregnancies on that show. Yes, I was spoiler. Like, <laughs> I think we all know that that's a spoiler. If you just look at the yeah, cover of the show. show. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Shailene Woodley, he announced that he was engaged to her at last year's, one year ago, just about to the day, on whenever the he won, on the <laughs> whenever he won that MVP award, and she was not on his arm at this event. So I was thinking, hmm, okay, you know, she's a busy girl. She's an actress. She has, she has her own obligations. Maybe she, maybe she had something else, a prior engagement. She wasn't able to be sure. there. Um, but then something else that I noticed is... Because I noticed this because whenever TJ Watt was giving his acceptance speech and he was listing all the people that he was going to thank, I said to myself, oh, and he's going to thank Danny because that's his fiance. And right on cue, he thanked his fiance. And then I was waiting for it whenever Aaron Rodgers was giving his acceptance speech and she was not mentioned, which I thought was hmm. weird. You got to mention the wifey. Super weird. Or your, hubby, or your girlfriend or, or anyone or your significant other, your partner, whoever it is. Like, you it's just weird to. to leave that part I would, out. because Super don't you feel weird. like your significant other is a huge part of your journey? But now, like, now today, Charlotte, we're recording this on a Wednesday, Wednesday, February 16th. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Rumor has it that the engagement is off. And that they are no more. That Shailene and A-Raj are not tying the knot anytime soon. And I have to wonder why. So I dug up all of the TMZ things. Oh, really? Did you really? Oh, not really. Not actually. But I totally can and I will. Um, I did notice that TMZ reported, and I don't know the credibility of this. this It's TMZ, so I mean, take this with a grain of salt. (laughs) <laughs> but they do they do break a lot of news i'm gonna be honest i don't know what their sources are apparently they had been fighting she was backing him with all the covid stuff in november and then they started fighting in december fast forward february engagements off 
Interesting. What happened? I mean, I just thought it was super weird. And I, I think that it was not, I was not the only one to notice that she wasn't at this event. So I'm sure that there was yes. kind of some questions that came up after that. And now less than a week later, apparently the engagement stuff. Who knows? We will, I don't know. Maybe we'll know more next week. Who knows? Aaron Rodgers seemingly is always in the headlines this year. So yep. I'm sure we'll find out more soon. He's taking but, a real date there on the front page. But let's get into the bread and butter, Charlotte. Let's get into the real, the real, the real deal. The Super mm-hmm. Bowl. The Super Bowl. Our favorite holiday. I hope you're playing our drinking game, Charlotte, because I know oh I was. Oh, fun. I know. I was, I was drinking. I mean, I honestly, drinking. pretty much everything we put on there actually happened. Yeah. It was you funny. Guys- we could, we could repost it if you guys want to have it as a memory, but Super it was fun. cute. It was very cute. I thought the game was awesome. Honestly, I was a little underwhelmed with the commercials as a whole. As a whole. But I did have some top picks for commercials that I liked, which I always am interested in the Super Bowl commercials. Maddie, we have to quickly touch on the halftime show yes. as well. Let's, I need to hear let's your thoughts. We, we texted about the commercials that we liked, so let's just let me go through our texts and just yes. see who we I have. loved the the Clydesdales, the Budweiser commercial. I thought that was cute. I thought it was so a full cute. rewind so from when. Cute. Remember when he was a puppy and it was like the, the horse? See, my boyfriend and my and roommate, they didn't think that – it was that good. They thought it was like an eh one, but I thought it was so special no, I and I loved back it. back up on the horse. I loved it. Yes, don't let anything knock you down. And I think that's what everybody on the Rams did. Didn't let anything knock them so down. So special. Great I liked, I liked the Larry David FTX one. I thought it was super funny. I felt like I was watching a mini episode of Curb. Jog my memory. I can't remember. I didn't. It's I the one when it, it kind of like, it's Larry David going through history as like all these major things oh, are being invented. Yes, and he's yes. like, oh, terrible idea. It's just yeah, so yeah, yeah, Larry yeah. David. And it's it's funny. I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I okay, the Barbie mortgage one. The mm-hmm. the one with the Barbie house and Andrew, Anna Kendrick. I liked it for the first half, but then I just it was so long. I was like, I you you lost me here. It was kind of funny at first yeah. with the kids. And then if they're too it just, long, I lose it. Yeah. Drag it out. I go get my weenie dogs and my chips and dip by that Drag time. Drag it out. Yeah. The QR code, the Coinbase one, that was pretty funny. The cheer that ensued when it hit the top right corner. Was I, I was waiting for all, I, I of, all of the boomers to be on the phone with DirecTV. Like, something happened. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's, uh, sorry. No, no offense. No offense. My brother. I know. No offense. <laughs> Love you, mom. <laughs> my brother texted in the group chat, it's Coinbase. And my mom's like, what? <laughs> I was like, I, I scanned the QR code I had. To. The The... Kia robot dog was adorable. Cute. Very cute. They made a robot so cute. I don't even know how they did it. It was so freaking cute. I know. I don't know. Which was the one that I said that I liked? Charlotte, like the Pringles. The, the guy. Pringles. <laughs> the, I thought it was The so Pringles cute. stuck in the hand. And then um, it said, uh, what was the tagline there? It was like, get stuck on it. Or we're stuck on you. Something, something. like that. <laughs> and he was the, like going to like, he's in his casket with the Pringles. The yeah. Uber Eats and the Uber Donuts. That one I thought was funny because they, they brought out funny movies, things. Though. They did. I liked it, but I saw people said they weren't liking it. Oh, it, it made me laugh. It made me laugh while was, I was watching it. Was I was super confused at first, but, yeah. but I thought that like the items that they used and the celebrities that, like, they, with the with the Gwyneth Paltrow with the candle, it was just funny. And the goop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved it. Okay, I'm down. I didn't, were those all the ones we liked? Um, the Alexa one with Scarlett Johansson yes. and Colin Jost, that one was funny, like, funny. when Alexa can read their minds and it starts revealing <laughs> stuff, it's super funny. Um, oh, I actually, low-key, I think this one was probably a mixed one, too. Arnold Schwarzenegger one, where he had, right. he was, like, Zeus and had the electricity yeah, for yeah, the yeah. electric he car. Would... Yes. I thought that was a funny. electric car commercials, I wonder what yeah. that means for, for a lot of here. Super weird because 10 years ago, I feel like these commercials would just been like futuristic, crazy thoughts. Right. But it's like True. so Good much, point. so much uh, cryptocurrency and electric, electric yeah. cars, but we're 2022. I'm so behind, Maddie. I don't even understand what's going on with cryptocurrency. I don't get it. Can someone explain it to me? I don't understand. <laughs> it's a longer conversation. Like yeah, it's a longer conversation. Uh, the tackling food waste one was funny. 
Zendaya wearing as the seashells. Oh, that was that silly. Was funny. I like that. The I Guy like Fieri flavor cool. towel and the Bud Light seltzer. That was funny. And then I Guy didn't... Fieri wearing that outfit to the Super yes. Bowl. <laughs> I didn't actually like the Lindsay Lohan Planet Fitness one. I thought it was super weird because I agree. Yeah, go on. I know that. I mean, most of these celebrities don't use the products that they're advertising. But I thought that, that was, like, a way too obvious one that, like, she's definitely never been to Planet Fitness. <laughs> like, that's not where she works out. I, I can almost yeah, promise you that. I get that. I, get I don't that. know. It just – it's, like, it's a lot more – you can sell me a lot more on Paul Rudd eating a Lay's chip. Love than, that commercial, by the way. Than Lindsay Lohan. Life is golden. Working out at Planet Fitness. <laughs> okay, but – Because – Yes, but a, among my group that we were watching with, we were saying, you know what? I forgot that it was a Planet Fitness commercial, and we were like, she kind of looks good there. She looks like she's getting No, she does, but I just thought it was – I was like, you Uh, lost me. Because I think Planet Fitness's whole thing is that it's like the gym – like, it's affordable. Like, the regular person, the working person can make it work. We call it Planet (laughs) Fitness. Right, but it's like it's like for the for the you and me kind of people that can like go to the gym. It's not like the normies, <laughs> right? Like Lindsay that, Lohan definitely has a personal trainer and isn't working out at Planet Fitness on her weekends great, for ten dollars a month. Yeah, I don't know. That was kind of or my maybe only she thing. is. Maybe that's the pull. But I feel like maybe she's at Equinox. I, I just feel like she's not. She's at Equinox, right? She's right. in her own private garage, right? Something I don't know. That's what I mean because. Like I said, I know that a lot of these celebrities probably don't use their products and they're probably just a pretty face to slap on there. But like I said, much more believable that Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen have eaten a Lay's chip than Absolutely. Lindsay Lohan has worked out at Planet Fitness. <laughs> and honestly, even though I didn't like the commercial, Miley Cyrus could have T-Mobile. She might. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, those commercials Good. were underwhelming to me. They weren't Super yeah. Bowl level. Yeah, they were uh, They were okay. Oh, the E-Trade baby one where the babies are talking. Love the E-Trade <laughs> commercials. I always love a talking baby. You know, one, okay, maybe this is just because I've never seen um, Austin Powers. Oh. But I didn't like that commercial. But that's probably because I haven't seen Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. You should definitely watch Austin Powers. My mom used to call me her mini-me because of that movie. I just started... The Sopranos, though, and I liked that commercial. Sopranos? The Sopranos? I just started it. The Sopranos. I think you can call it both. I think Soprano. I feel like you're from Jersey. Don't people say the Sopranos? No. I, my boyfriend, huge Sopranos fan, Sopranos, whatever. Ah, uh, got her. <laughs> I, I, he's a huge fan. So the the movie just came out. I forget what it's called. The prequel or whatever. Oh, just the came oh, out. Saints of... The, the Saint, Saints. the Many Saints of Newark. Yes. Uh, yes. That just came out, and my boyfriend said he would rewatch The Sopranos with me, so then we could go watch you The Many Saints to watch of, it with. of Newark. So, uh, I, yeah, it, it's good, but I'm only on episode four or five. But it was just funny because I gotta take you to Bada Bing. And gotta his... go to Bada Bing. <laughs> yes, it's right. It's literally like really? all these things are right here. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I mean, Jersey trip. We should do a Sopranos tour. Yes. I'll bring Austin. But yeah, so he and his roommate are huge Sopranos fans. Like, they are diehard fans. So So they were loving that commercial. Loving it. But let's let's get into – oh, I guess before we get into the real – the real – what everyone on the sports podcast is waiting for us to talk (laughs) about, let's talk about the halftime show. I really liked it. I was jamming, but – Charlotte, so you wrote on the doc, you think this is a show for the millennials. I think that's hilarious because after I watched it, I said, that was great, but it didn't blow my mind or anything. It wasn't the best halftime show I've ever seen. It was good. I mean, love Snoop Dogg. It was funny. I mean, 50 Cent, that part gave me a chuckle for sure. Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a whole vibe. I really liked it, but it didn't blow my mind. But if but then I went on Twitter and all of these people that I follow that are in their late 30s, early 40s were like, we're best dying. halftime show I've ever seen in my life. That was so funny. No one's ever going to be able to top that. And I think it's it is so, so good, funny right? because they really, really did hit their target audience with yeah. this one. It was great, but it's just, it it's just a funny thing to point just, out. Was your sister like super hype? She was, but she was like, I feel like that's so short. That was short. It was I'm short. Like, yeah, I know they were all complaining that it wasn't longer. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, just go watch it on YouTube again. <laughs> I felt like I was upset that, and I never noticed this until the Super Bowl on the West Coast and it's halftime. I hate how it's light out. Oh, yeah. 
I wish it was dark because with the lights and I'm pretty sure that was like a map of Compton going yes. on and had all these you know odes to California and I just feel like it was lacking something and I couldn't really hear it that well to be honest with you interesting maybe my tv was just low I guess and there was outside noise but I don't yeah. know. I just wish there was. It was a good show. Yeah, that's a really good point. Good the light, the light is kind of funny because it's like so cool. when the Super Bowl ends and it's eight p.m. on the West Coast. I had one of those yeah, when I lived in Washington, and it was kind of nice to be able to kind of have a little bit of a night after the Super Bowl. True, true. But I, I mean, overall, great halftime show, but just so funny because it really did hit the target audience spot on. So true. So true. All right, let's get into this game a little bit here, Maddie, before we part ways for the evening. I thought it was a great game. I thought Honestly, one of the best Super Bowls that I've seen in the past five years. It was great. Oh, did I tell you my dream I had? No. I maybe was saving it for our Super Bowl episode. I had a dream the week, the bye week in between. And in my dream, the soup, I was watching the Super Bowl and it was a scoreless game. And then I don't remember what happened. I don't remember who won. But at the end of it, I recalled all the news was that there was no touchdown scored. It was just a field goal game and the, this crazy defense. So all last week I was like, ooh, I wonder if that will actually happen. <laughs> no touchdown so scored and a crazy defense because we know these teams have like insane defenses. Obviously, they both have pretty good offenses too. I mean, they're in the Super Bowl, but I was thinking the last couple games have been decided by field goals. So maybe you're sorry, Greg. I mean, yeah, it was certainly it not. Was, it was a three-point game though. Yeah, but it was, was it was a great game. I mean, so much back and forth. There was no one that you were like, oh, they have this game, which is so great in a Super Bowl because you want it to be True. such uh, an even matchup and just matchup. a tough battle back and forth. You love that. And I mean, yeah, it was just – it was. I loved watching it. It was a great game. I thought uh, – I know there was some controversy about that final Rams drive – whenever there were a few penalties called on the Bengals that maybe weren't called earlier in the game. But People I do think the refs, on yeah. the flip side of that, the refs may- missed a massive face mask call. Oh my God, Steve Higgins. Yes. Massive face mask call. That. Ran in for a touchdown. I mean, that would have been a game changer. So I think that... That was an early touchdown too. I, I mean, it was... I think it was the one that put the Bengals up. So I don't know. I think I think that I mean you can say we've talked about this before. You can say what you want about the refs, but the bottom line is just you have to be the better team. You can't rely on the refs for anything. They're not going to give away the whole game. And I I, and remember these refs are going to get graded after this game. Right, could be their last game if they really were that. But I don't think it was. I don't think it was that horrible. Like a call that decided the game. And I definitely think that there were bad calls on both sides of the ball, but. I mean, talk about that Rams defense stepping up on that final drive. I mean, this is why Aaron Donald won Defensive Player of the Year three years. He, like, that's why he's a three-time Defensive Player of the Year. As much as I wanted it to be T.J. Watt last year, there's a reason why he got the votes because of plays like that. He stepped up and he literally sealed the deal for his team. And same with Cooper Cup. I mean, the... The amount of chemistry that Matt Stafford has with Cooper Cup is next to nothing. And I, I don't and I think year, we've really said, too. I think we've mentioned, I think we've talked about, I mean, name a better duo. We've we've thrown out some wide receivers and some quarterbacks in the past, but I don't yeah, think we've ever talking. said this one. Yeah, And right. I think watching really the Super Bowl, the way that they are able to connect, especially after Higby and Odell Beckham, Jr. were both out in that game. Matthew Stafford, right, yeah, those right. are usually the guys that he goes to whenever Cooper Cup's getting double teamed, but he didn't have those those other options. So he had yeah, to go 100%. for Cooper Cup. And there were so many plays where it just really was incredible because they both were so on the same, same wavelength. And I think, again, Charlotte, it comes down to hard work. They've definitely practiced these scenarios before and they've worked yeah. to get on that wavelength. You don't just come in for one year and automatically mesh with your number one receiver. I mean, I said it last year, Cooper Cup was good, but I had him on fantasy. And I think that I actually said on our fantasy episode that I wouldn't draft him because he was hit or miss last year for me on fantasy, which is so funny. I'm so sorry if you took that advice. But I mean, he's just had a career season and 
I would say a lot of that is because of the chemistry that he's built with Matt Stafford. I mean, there were no look passes that resulted on huge first downs that really just, I think you could have made an argument for Aaron Donald or Cooper Cup to have won MVP of that Super Bowl, especially since that that final drive really just ended the game and allowed Mm -hmm. the Rams to to take home that Lombardi. But I do think that it was so well-deserved. Two touchdowns. He only had eight catches, but 92 yards and two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. I mean, what an amazing, amazing season for him. This is a team that's not finished. I think that we are remiss to not mention dynamic duos and and leave out to mention dynamic duos and leave out Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. What have we been doing? I know. We haven't I mean, How but I'm we... saying it's just a one year thing. It's it's yeah. It's just and, been and the and one we, year. But also we, we've talked about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and those d- dynamic duos. And I I mean the Bengals it wasn't as bad as the the thirteen to three no, Super Bowl was, with the Rams a couple years ago. It was, it was a, a good, good game. game. The Bengals were in it, but they just didn't stack up at the the end of the day. And I mean, he's so young, and there is all this talk with like, oh, they'll be back, they'll be back. But again, you have to remember, it is so damn hard to get there to get to the Super Bowl. That's tough. That's a I lot mean, of a lot of. Weight. I do think he will be back. That's I think he's going to be a franchise quarterback for the Bengals, and he probably Absolutely. has a good. 10 to 15 more seasons under his belt especially if you look at Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger who have been in the same uniform for 17 18 years but one thing a little funny I honestly so I was saying how likable Joe Burrow was I Mm -hmm. honestly have been this week getting a little bit of cockiness like a little cocky vibes from him and what really solidified it for me was so I thought what he said at the NFL awards whenever he left his trophy on the table after winning comeback player of the year and said the only trophy that matters is the one on Sunday Mm -hmm. I thought that that was confident I thought that that was a good attitude a good way looking ahead but the flashy, flashy outfit that he wore, the suit, the stripes, the hat, the whole nine yards. We talked about him. He was going to make a splash in terms of fashion. Right. We and said he did. He be coming out in the best outfit. And he honestly came out in a great outfit. But him walking home afterwards wearing that outfit, I think it was a little bit of a, yeah. he thought he was going to have the championship t-shirt to wear afterwards and wasn't expecting and was almost like a little too cocky on that front. Like he thought... I don't know. I just feel like a little bit I of the way. I can't imagine he didn't have an extra change of clothes in his Yeah, bag. I know. It was yeah. it was cringy. Right? It was a little cringy. I kind of felt bad. I was like, oh, maybe take off the hat at least or put on a plain suit. <laughs> or you know what? Maybe he just fully committed to the role. Maybe he maybe. did. I don't know. Maybe. But I, I did get a few, I don't know, just a few things when I was watching maybe little clips of interviews this past week leading up to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I got a couple little like, oh, is, is he a little cocky? Is he going to be a little... You know, like one of those, those players. Oh, just a little bit. Just I don't take him for it. I mean, I he's I young. Don't. He's young. Maybe, and I think maybe he will take Maybe. I don't know. I got that vibe a little bit. He's still likable. I mean, I still congrats to him. But I mean, Absolutely. maybe I'm also a little biased because he is a division rival. So That's I'm not going to say, <laughs> not going to say I wasn't happy that the Bengals didn't end up winning. Uh, the Steelers still officially have three times as many Super Bowls as the rest of the AFC North <laughs> combined. That's like people saying, or well, no, that's actually not at all like this, but I heard a lot of Jets fans being here in New York. Um, I'm actually currently in New Jersey, but being in this area, it's kind of like the Jets are in the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Why? Like, I don't know. I think because, did they beat the Bengals this season? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what their weird thing was. But maybe. I, I, that's funny. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I mean – just just a slight a slight cockiness. I think also because he is so young and I think coming out on this stage, I don't think maybe you it realize be, how do you lose the Super Bowl too. Like how do you react? You got to either like right. you don't want to be like a wuss. Right, but I I also think I mean definitely he put the work in, definitely he but I think it almost goes into kind of the what you said last week, Charlotte, about him watching him on the sideline sidelines. It's like, does he know he's in the Super Bowl? <laughs> it's like you watch these these veteran quarterbacks that are so zoned in and you watch him and he's kind of just like Throwing sitting there, like looking around. Yeah. 
I think that's part of it. Maybe that's the cockiness. Just like this air of like, ah, we got this. Ah, I'll just throw it yeah. to Jamar. And I'll just yeah. look, I'll just that's throw it to Jamar and he'll too. be there. Yeah. And I'll just throw it down the field. Jamar will catch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think you look at a guy like TJ Watt who's so zoned in and so focused on getting better and making plays and doing this. And I just, just a slight, it's, it's a difference. I mean, they're both talented and they've both gotten accolades for their accomplishments, but it's just a slight difference in, in attitude. And I don't know. I think, I or think even, the TJ Watt attitude goes a lot further than just the talented kid. Or even Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, say what you want about him, but that guy was on that sideline throwing passes, practicing. And I also saw a funny stat that he's actually the, the act, the only active quarterback with the most Super Bowl rings right now. Oh, that's funny. But like, thank you, Tom Brady. <laughs> that's funny. But, but yes, there are a lot of guys. Wait, I think like all of the active quarterbacks that have like one, right? It must be, yeah. Oh, you just think about it. Aaron Rodgers has one. Russell Wilson has one. Jimmy Garoppolo has one. Danny Dimes, no. No. <laughs> no, but yeah, because it is really just a new era. Patrick Mahomes has one. It yes. is a new era, a new era. of quarterbacks. We're, We're seeing a lot of those crazy? guys in that 04, 05 draft are phasing out. I was Almost all of them, to- I think. I was listening to part of my take, and the producer on that show, I can't remember his name because I only – I don't really listen uh, – too much but i'll listen sometimes um he was saying talking about tom brady's retirement this is kind of off the beaten path but he was talking about tom brady's retirement and he said he remembered being young 22 years old when tom brady was entering the nfl and it made me think oh my god in 22 years are we gonna look at joe burrow or these young up-and-coming Patrick Mahomes and think, oh my gosh, no way. I remember I was 23 when he was in his first Oh, that's crazy. I'm afraid. Well, because we're around the same age as a lot of these guys, and and now we're just getting to that age where we're a little bit older than them, and that's scary to me. I don't like it, but... I'm a little afraid. (laughs) I'm very afraid. But I know it's like the the last few years have been the first draft where I'm older than the players that are getting trapped. It's weird. It's, it's weird. So weird. I know. It is weird. But yeah, I, I, I mean, not not to say that he's not a hard worker. I'm sure he is. You have to be to be in that position. But I do 100%. think that, I don't know, maybe maybe this will humble him a little bit as like it's not guaranteed. You can't just throw it up and Jamar will be there. I mean, there's a lot sure. more that goes into it. And, and I think gotta, the Rams have shown us healthy. that. <laughs> and the Rams healthy, have huh? shown us that because – this team that I don't know, I just am so happy for the Rams and I'm not even a Rams fan. And I honestly had a little bit of a uh, distaste for the Rams because I was just a little bit salty that about that, that controversial call that kept the saints out of the super bowl. And they went and just embarrassed themselves 13, three. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've just had, a, I've just been a little salty towards the Rams and you know, I lived in Seahawks country for a bit. So yeah, but I, I great super bowl. I'm so, so bummed because now we have six months before we get more football, Charlotte. I know. And Maddie, looking ahead, I usually am getting very excited for baseball season once Super Bowl ends, which is the lockout has officially halted spring training because pitchers and catchers were supposed to report to spring training a couple days ago. So I'm really sad about Mm -hmm. it. And I'm just a little like, what the hell's going on, you guys? But we do have March Madness on the horizon. We will give you guys everything you need to know. I am about, I'm more into college basketball this season than I ever thought I would be in my life working directly with it. Charlotte, Charlotte is right. Charlotte is locked in. So we'll, we'll get, we'll get into it. We're going to have to pivot here starting Mm -hmm. next week. But before we go, starting that pivot a little bit, I do have to shout out my guy, Sydney Crosby. Hey. just angel angel here on earth <laughs> he he did just score his 500th goal and i have a couple little fun little shout out about that so he scored his 500th goal against the flyers at home against the flyers which are just a huge rivalry pennsylvania in-state rivalry it is just uh it, that rivalry is so good and not only was it crosby's 500th goal of his career but it was also his 50th goal against the Flyers so So 10% of his goals have been against the Flyers which is just icing on the cake and Evgeny Malkin assisted it which is just even more special and something kind of funny Chris Letang posted on Instagram 
and said, congrats on 500, Sid, posted a picture. And Evgeny Malkin commented, congrats on the assist and tagged himself, which I just thought was so goofy (laughs) because that is just so how he is. So funny in his, in Crosby's thousandth game video, uh, Malkin was said all this nice stuff. And then at the end he was like, oh, and pass me fuck. So funny. (laughs) So funny. And then you can say, I mean, that's why they're just, they're close. They've been playing together for so long. It's special. And then finally, this is a little funny and cute thing. So Crosby got his 498th goal a few weeks ago. And so ever since then, uh, Crosby said that his parents have been kind of living out of suitcases and traveling around with him to all of his games because they wanted to be there for his 500th, which is so special. And it's just a little reminder that these guys are just at the end of the day, his parents are the ones who were taking him to hockey practice as a little kid back in the day. And how to do it. It, at the end of the day, there's still his parents watching their son play hockey. And it's just so special. So special. I, I hope one day that I can have little boys and little little children running around. I can bring them to their little soccer games and their and maybe watch games them score 500 goals in the NHL. That That's really the dream of a parent, right? So special. Watch your kid reach their full potential. So special. Can't so get better than that. We'll leave it on that, that positive note, Charlotte. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again. We love you.